Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible, because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazda. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions, and number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. Oh, man. Brian, welcome to The Greatness Machine. Guys, I'm your host, Darius Mishazde, and boy, do we have an amazing guest, my friend, Brian Scudamore. Welcome to the show, my man. Hey, Darius. Glad to be here. This is awesome. Always oh. uh, good catching up, and it's been a while since our GOT in-person days. I know. I can't wait till the next one coming up in April. But um, guys, look, for those of you guys that are new to The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. We're about people who are living their passions and those that are creating greatness in the world. And my friend, Brian, man. Talk about living greatness and living your passions. I'm so proud to have you here. It's been it's been a while in the making. You're you're a busy guy. I'm a busy guy, and we finally got it on the calendar. But um, do you mind if I give a little bit of, of our origin story, how we know each other? Yeah, please tell tell the real one. I, you know, after you've been doing karaoke and singing that song to me, I'm like, uh, what kind of origin story has he got in his head? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, you know, what, what, what do I say? I'm like, no, I, I never lie, but I'm, but, uh, no, no, I, I thought Gloria Love would be fun to sing to you. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, I, there is a video on YouTube of me singing that at my brother's wedding to him and his bride. So I thought, you know, I'm going to shower, I'm going to shower Brian with some love right now. <laughs> so no, good. So uh, good. No, you know, uh, that was, that was special for all of our geo tiers. Um, so Brian and I, we are in an alumni group at MIT called the gathering of Titans. And it's an alumni group for a really special program. That's now called EMP which stands for entrepreneurial masters program, but it was formerly called birthing of giants. And it brought together 60 entrepreneurs from all around the world, actually, uh, high growth entrepreneurs under the age of 40, three year program put on by Vern Harnish, Inc. Magazine, uh, EO and MIT Enterprise Forum. So we both are graduates of that program. What year did you graduate, uh, BOG? 2003. So, so Brian graduated 03. I graduated 08. And the group was such a great 
like an amazing program that we actually self-organized an alumni group, which is now called Gathering of Titans. So those of you guys that are new to the show, show don't know this, but I'm actually the chair for that program. For It was supposed to be for 2020, which has now become 2022 with COVID. But, but that's how we know each other. We get to be in this awesome group that I talk about all the time at MIT and gotten to hang out with Brian through the program and watch him come up over the years with his business, OTE Brands. Uh, many of you will know the brand 1-800-GOT-JUNK, which he founded and is the CEO of. So I'm so excited to have you here, man. It's been it's been a while in the making, and, and I just want to catch up and hear what you've been up to. But but man, do you mind if I give a little bit of your formal bio, and then we can kind of get, get to it? Hey, man, this is your show. I'm following your lead. So as I mentioned, how uh, you know Brian did found the company and is the CEO of the company 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Um, but man, I got behind me his book, WTF. Uh, willing to fail. We'll be talking about that. But Brian is a serial entrepreneur. He's known for, for pioneering the professional junk hauling industry with his amazing company, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We'll be talking about that. And since conquering that market, he's gone to apply the O2E, ordinary to exceptional formula, to the painting home detailing industry with WOW One Day Painting and Shack Shine. So, man, you guys and you guys have grown like crazy. How big are you guys now for, with, with 1-800 and O2E? Yeah, we're topping uh, 500 million in annual revenues. Wow. The goal is to get to a billion in the next four years, and we'll do it. Uh, home services are on fire right now, as we all know. I mean, where are we all? I'm at home. You're at home. Yeah. And people are spending time and money, more energy at home, and all of our services are taking off. And you talk about O2E, ordinary to exceptional. I've always believed you can take ordinary people, like a high school dropout, like myself, and make greatness, right? This is the greatness machine. So ordinary people and ordinary businesses and making them exceptional through customer experience. That's what O2E is all about and love every day of what we do. I love it, man. And so, I mean, you and I share share a lot of things in business. We Our love of core values, our love of bringing people together and creating amazingness with our teams. And, 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 and I want to get there because you guys are crushing it. I mean, having a goal of of a 10 figure business, a billion dollars revenue, hitting that $500 million mark, which it's, I mean, the numbers are staggering as far as the odds of actually doing something like that. Um, I actually pulled the data. I don't have it in front of me, but I believe only three out of 10,000 companies ever hit a billion. And I want to say it's only 22 out of uh, 10,000 equal a hundred hit a hundred million. So you're at, you're in that a sweet little club. I think the number is like 15, 12 out of 12 out of 10,000 entrepreneurs will ever hit 500 million in revenue. Wow. wow. So you're in, you're in, you're in some rarefied air up there, but you didn't get started there. You didn't start your $500 million business at 500 million. I would love, I would love for you to give the audience kind of the background story. Do you mind? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny when you talk about size and you talk about numbers, I, I want to be clear to the audience and listeners today that, it isn't about the money for me. It's fine if people are about money, but for me, it's about significance and impact. If I can impact 10 people, hey, that's great. If I can impact 100 or thousands, like it's the more the merrier. So to me, the billion is truly significant to us as a team of what we're building together. And uh, love every day of what we do. Today, I was on a, a Zoom meeting as we are most days, and we had a franchise candidate for 1-800-GOT-JUNK that was looking at our program. And one of the guys who'd been around for 15 years was talking about the early days and how things have changed. And he gave some context to a number and he said, 
last year we received 1.7 million phone calls. And that took me back because I hadn't heard the number in a long time. And I'm like, that's incredible. I remember when I was in my little closet, my home office, by myself taking 12 calls a day. Wow. And now we're taking, you know, 1.7 million. I mean, it, it's just, it's crazy. So back to the origin story. I didn't know that I would be in the junk business. I knew I'd be an entrepreneur. My grandparents grew up. I grew up in San Francisco for the first portion of my life. And I, I grew up with my grandparents working in their army surplus store. It was a dodgy end to San Francisco. And I love the game of serving customers, ringing the cash register, all that sort of stuff. And I remember as I grew up as a kid, I'm like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I didn't finish high school. I was one course short of graduation. All my friends were going to college. And I had this FOMO fear of missing out of life and, and college. So my parents were not going to fund my college education. I had to do it myself. And as serendipity would have it, I was in a McDonald's drive-through of all places, contemplating my future. And there's a beat up old pickup truck with plywood sides built up on the box ahead of me in the drive-through. And I looked at that and I'm like, ah, oh. it said Mark's hauling on the side and it was filled with junk. I'm like, I should go buy a truck and start hauling junk. That's how I will pay for college. So a week later, I had a business called the Rubbish Boys. It was just me, but a vision for something bigger. And, uh, you know, months later, I'm in school and I'm paying for school on my own dime, but I'm inspired by the learnings of running a business more than I was what I was studying in school. Yeah. And I made a tough decision to drop out. And I said uh, to my dad, who's a liver transplant surgeon, someone who's done more school than anyone I've ever met. And I said, dad, I'm dropping out of school. I'm learning much more running a business. And here we are today. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius Mishazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. And let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stop me from fully enjoying the little things in life, from canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of the sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose, itchy watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now, and let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear uses directed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and Supply & Demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Wow. So what, so what year was it that you started Rubbish Boys? Rubbish Boys would have been 1989. So these overnight success stories sure take a long time. I hear some people go, man, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, WOW One Day Painting, Shack Shine, they're all growing so quickly. Well, it's, it's been a long road, not an easy one, yeah. but it, these things take a long time. We, we did, uh, I did a million in revenue in my first eight years. So it took me wow. eight years to get to a million in sales. And now we do a million dollars in a morning, which wow. just you know shows again how the the hockey stick momentum that these things can build, but it it takes time. Yeah, no, I mean, like the thirty two years to become an overnight success, right? And, and here you are now with with really a, you know a, 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 an iconic brand in what you guys do, and and people know you guys, and you guys have done some amazing stuff. So having grown the business, right, it take eight years to hit that first million. Obviously, it's it's grown quite a bit since then. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start to think back of the lessons learned, or or the the if you could get into a time machine and go talk to Brian and you know the early years, mm-hmm. what do you think would be the biggest piece of advice you would have given yourself that you that you you know was a miss for you being in an early in the earlier entrepreneur days? Yeah, five years into my business, so nineteen ninety four, I go back to a moment when I had eleven employees, half a million in revenue. And I wasn't loving my business any longer. I didn't enjoy the day-to-day as I do today. And I sort of looked in the mirror and said, well, what's going on here, Brian? Like, what, what's missing? And I realized I had the wrong people. I didn't hire the right people. And it just wasn't. I was hiding in a private office. Today, we have no private offices. And everyone, everyone's out in the open, you know, pre-COVID, of course. And I found that I just wasn't having fun and I needed to make a change. So one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. I had nine of 11 that I think were not the right people. I brought them all together and I said two words. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this isn't uh, good news, but it's the right decision and it's not an easy one. I didn't find the right people. I didn't treat you right. I didn't give you the love and support that you needed to be successful and making a change. And it was a challenge. But that day I learned what, what is on this hat. It's all about people finding the right people, and then treating those people right, investing in their development, in their careers and their goals and dreams. So I fundamentally made a change in the type of people I looked for and how I treated them 
and the most powerful business decision, business mistake I've I've ever made. I, I see you have my book behind you, WTF, Willing to Fail. I am proud of the failures I've had because those were the moments that I got to step up and make a tough decision. I say in the book that the, the right decision is seldom the easy one, but we make these hard decisions such as getting rid of your whole team because I had to start again and I had to learn that really difficult lesson. So you were, you, you were in your mid-20s, you, you pressed the eject button with the team, wasn't the right team. You took some accountability there from what I just heard you say. You said, hey, I didn't treat you guys right. You guys are in the wrong headspace. I take accountability, but this isn't working. So yeah. what, does do, what did do-over look like? A do-over just meant that I, I chose people that I had something in common with, a shared set of common values, which you've referenced earlier, a shared vision. Uh, a belief of how we want to do the things that we do. And so as I started to paint the picture of the future over the next coming years, it made it really easy. The painted picture, the vision was what would attract people. I remember Steve Jobs used to tell a story of the first Mac prototype. He'd sit it on a desk. He'd bring developers in who potentially wanted to work with Apple. They'd sit down and fire away at the keys. If their eyes lit up and sparkled about what they were looking at, touching, feeling, Steve's like, I want to hire this person. I want to at least interview them. And that was the starting point to the interview process. So it's our painted picture, our vision of compelling, a compelling future that excites and ignites people. And that's how we find the right people. The other thing we did is I, I came up with this formula I, I simply referred to as the beer and barbecue test. Mm -hmm. Would you have a beer with this person? Are they interested? Interesting? Do you have something where you just, you hit it off? and some sort of connection. And then the barbecue test is after an interview, ask yourself, how would they fit at a company picnic, a company barbecue or party? That We're not looking for everyone to be the same, lots of diversity of opinions and personalities and who people are, but we want it just to fit and feel just right. And that's made all the difference for us. So you started getting the people right. You started working on this long-term you know, where are we going, helping people get aligned to be a part of something greater than themselves? Because I highly doubt 99 out of 100 people who you were talking to at that point to bring them on when they were 10 years old said, man, I just can't wait to get into the junk business. That just sounds so mm -hmm. sexy. And, and and I just can't wait to tell everybody I haul, I haul junk, right? Like no one said, no, you didn't say that. They didn't say that. But yet you were able to attract these cultural fits by leveraging this, I call it a cultural asset of this, you know, your vivid vision, this big, where, where are you taking the company to? How did you, how did that dawn on you as something that was important? Yeah, I just, I think it's what we, it's, it's not what we do, but how we do it. So Simon Sinek would say it starts with why. Great. Right. Let's understand our shared common purpose. I agree. But then it's, it's how you do everything you do that becomes our secret sauce, at least at O2E. It's the energy and the enthusiasm, the, the always striving to win, to make the world a better place, challenging the status quo. There's so much in how we do everything we do and show up that that's what fires people up. It isn't junk removal. I mean, I, I've got no attachment to junk. I'm a minimalist. I don't like extra things. And uh, it just is serendipitous that that was my vehicle, so to speak, that landed me into this place of let's professionalize an industry. Let's add the level of fun and the winning team feeling 
to junk removal, but you're right. Nobody went to sleep at night going, oh, what do I want to be? I think I want to be a junk man, a junk woman. <laughs> like it's, it's clearly not the case. Although we have plenty of junk women and junk men who have made some great franchise uh, growth stories across any of our brands. And so we've taken ordinary industries like painting. Painting couldn't be more ordinary. Who gets excited about painting? We do, our people do because it's the transformation the customer feels when they come home. Our model and our differentiator is the brand is called Wow One Day Painting. We paint people's homes in a day, not two weeks. You come home at the end of that day, your house is done. There's no speed and, and uh, you know deal to it. There's no rushing. This is just a numbers game of proper coordination to bring the number of people into the right number of people into rooms to get it done in a day. And it's like magic because the customer comes home and they really do go, wow. And we feel great. They feel great. And it's a win-win. Yeah. My, literally while you were talking, I said, wow. <laughs> now you don't know this about me, but I, I come from a long line of painters. So my grandfather and my uncle painted homes for a living. Wow. So I grew, I grew up, yeah, I grew up watching people come home covered in paint. Like that's, that's hard work, you know? It is, but but that's but that's you. I mean, you're in the you're in a business that is you know it's a blue collar business that you guys have made fun and exciting mm -hmm. because you've made it about the people, and you know I think I look I came from mortgage finance, right? I mean I've just exited a mortgage finance company, but I was 20 years of mortgage finance, and I used to say it's blue collar finance. It's mm -hmm. not sexy. Nobody. It's a super. I tell people I'm in the mortgage business, and I'd watch their eyes glaze over. And, and and so I was. It wasn't like saying, "Oh, I'm in the you know advertising in industry, or or I'm in you know uh, Hollywood, or even Silicon Valley, right? Mm -hmm. Where that has those industries have cachet." Mm -hmm. But one of the things I would say, and I think that you guys have uh, crushed it at this, is I said I can. I it's people still want to be a part of something greater than themselves, mm -hmm. and I can make this business interesting and fun by making it about the people, as you guys have. So, course, what do you? When you start to look at, at your business and you start to look at growing the business to that first million and that first 10 million and that first 50 million, you know, what was it that, you know, did, was it something that you, in your mind, you're like, I want, did you keep picking these growth targets or was it something where, where it just organically happened and you kept being, you, you being an entrepreneur and wanted to create more impact? What was it that drove you to build from that seven figures to eight, the nine figures? I think that every zero you add, it's a different way that you need to get to that outcome. So me running the business was just me. I did, you know, yes, I had people call, hauling junk all the time, but I was running the business. I was doing the marketing. I was doing the payroll. I did it all. To then get to 10 million, I had to scale beyond myself. I needed systems. I needed to e-myth my business and put processes in place where you could re repeatedly uh, do things in a best practice way. Then getting to 100 million, I really had to start bringing in people that were way smarter than me. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. To go to 500 million, where we are today, I mean, there's very little in the business that I touch other than storytelling, culture. Yes, some big decisions, but really, there's a team of people that are really running the business. And I've had to let go of control because I know that I can control the vision. I can control some cultural elements. I can work in my areas of unique ability, but most of what I do has to, I have to stop doing so someone else can. And so every zero you add, it's a, a different challenge for me as an entrepreneur, being willing to fail, making some mistakes and evolving with the growth. 
it's incredibly exciting. And so I think what's kept me as a founding CEO in the business, which is probably unusual, uh, most people don't get this far and stay in the business. I've been able to stay in it, but in a very small focused area where people would say, yes, Brian, please stay there. You're very good at that. But please don't touch the rest of this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, no, it's 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 funny. You know, I I I I didn't hit as large as you guys got to, but we got up to about two hundred before I exited the business. And um, I would say that, and I think you're a glowing example of this, where I said the CEO that gets there to start the business is rarely the CEO that's running it when it's multiple hundreds of millions of dollars because it takes different skill sets. And you know, I I at the end I was bored when I was running my business. Yeah. And and so I I I opted to to exit at that point. But one of the things I always tell people, and I think you just touched on it, was that I knew that I couldn't be the one to do the work and that I had to find someone else that I'd find better people than I I was at the things that they were good at in the business so that they could run the business I could stay out of their way. When you talk to, you know, when you look at I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs now, right? And and a lot of smaller entrepreneurs, and I do a lot of mentoring and coaching with entrepreneurs. And a lot of the folks tell me the same thing. I want to build a $100 million business. I want to build a billion dollar business. And they throw these numbers out there literally like it's like like nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're being aspirational. They're being entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. They're having that big, 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 big like goal, right? I get the mm-hmm. BAG and I get the goals. But it's very rare that people actually do it. Do you? Did you struggle with getting out of your own way or was that something that came natural for you as far as the delegation or bringing in better talent? Like was that, was that something that just came natural for you or is that something that you had to work on? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I had to work on it a lot. I still have to work on it. There's certain things where you go, Oh, I need to be involved in that. Well, well, hold on here. If I get involved, what message does that send to the team? Do I not trust them? Do I not think they're smart enough? So it, it takes working at and trusting that you've got the right people working on the right things. Um, it's empowering your team and giving them the power to make decisions and also make mistakes. But yeah, I've got to work at it. I, I sometimes want to get in the weeds and I've got to remind myself or someone else has to remind me. So it, while it, it might look like it comes naturally, some people on the outside might look and say, yeah, Brian's just been able to get out of his own way. It, it's hard to look at your ego and say, you know, okay, I understand. I need to move out of the way. It's, it's a tough one. But I think what I've been able to understand in myself is that I am better focused on areas that I love to do, on things that I'm great at, and staying out of the way of things that I'm bad at or don't like to do. When I was looking for my COO, uh, our president today, Eric Church of O2B Brands, I made a list and I took a sheet of paper and divided a line down the middle. What are all the things that I love to do that I'm great at? that a company needs? What are the things I don't like to do that I'm bad at? And this was a bigger list. I had to find somebody who's very good at all those things. And so Eric, we're like a a yin and yang. It just works together. The two of us, two heads are better than one. And it's this two in the box model of leadership, which has allowed us to accelerate. 
he needs me, I need him, and we wouldn't choose to do it alone. What? Um, so when you when you started looking for that COO, and and how long did it take you to find Eric? What was that process like for you? It was a long time. I, I think it probably took me, you know, a good year and a half of looking, flying on planes, meeting seventy five COO candidates all over the country, all over Canada and the U.S. And it was it was hard. But I created a little mini vision, a mini painted picture that said, this is the person I'm looking for, who they are, how they acted, what they were about, um, about the only thing that was uh, that was in there. Uh, sorry. One of the things that was in there that really mattered was I said at the very end, this person had to love Canada and want to call Canada home. That's where our head office was. Vancouver, the real estate is crazy expensive. And I needed somebody to, to really say like, I want to be there. I'm not working remotely, I'm in that space. And so I asked a lot of people and tested my vision with people. And I had three different people unrelated, different parts of the country who said, wow, I read your little vision here. I know a guy who fits that, that's Eric Church. They didn't say, here's five names. Here's some people that you should look at that might be that person. I had three different people say, this is your guy, Eric Church. He's your person. And uh, sure enough, we met and chatted and spent a lot of time connecting while he was gainfully employed. And he realized he was the guy. And this was right for him and right for me. And it's been 10 years and uh, hopefully at least another 10 more. Wow. Congrats. So that's, that's a huge yeah. win to be able to find that, that integrator, that COO, that president. And, and clearly it's paid off in spades for you guys. Mm. Um, I want to, I want to go into a different direction. Uh, you know, one my introduction to your company was back in 2006 when I was at, uh, I mean, obviously I'd heard of 1-800-GUN-DRUG. I lived in San Francisco at the time. I'd see your guys brand all around the place. They'd park it like they'd park your, your truck, the trucks on like the golden gate bridge, <laughs> which, which I thought was just, about, just about. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, really clever. Uh, and so, um, but I was in, you know, at that time you guys were going around and you guys were doing, uh, there was a lot of PR around your guys' PR that you guys were great at PR. So I had heard about the brand. You guys were on Oprah. You guys had done all these amazing things. Um, but one of the things, the thing that's, that rose to the surface for me and where I actually, I think it's the first time I actually saw you, not in person, but on video, was I had heard about your guys' daily huddle mm. and that you guys had this amazing all-hands daily meeting. And it was just like, everyone's oh, you've, like, you've won an example of a good daily huddle, Darius. You should check out, this is literally 15 years ago. You should go check out One um, Hand or God Junk's daily huddle. What Can you give a little background on that and kind of talk us through what you guys do with that? Yeah, someone needs to be there and see it to experience it. But I'll, I'll give you some high points on it. Um, learned it from Vern Harnish, right, who started Birthing a Giants, who's been a close friend and mentor forever. Uh, in fact, I learned huddle from him in about... Two months ago or a month ago, I said, Vern, you got to come to one of our huddles and just see what this is like today in this virtual environment with hundreds of people uh, in remote areas, all dialing in together. When the pandemic hit, I thought our face-to-face in-person huddle is just going to suck. This is not going to be fun. You can't do it over Zoom. We've made it better over Zoom. Wow. And Vern dialed in just to prove, and he's like, you're right, this is awesome. So what our huddle is, a seven-minute daily stand-up. I guess it's now a sit down, but uh, a daily stand up where you show up in a space. We've got this big huddle room and someone rings a Marine bell in the office and everybody comes gathering and people that were remote still would dial in. And what's been amazing is 
This format is simple. We start with good news. No matter what's going on, how challenging the business of the world might be, we've always got good news. We've always got great stuff to share. So we'll share good news about people in the company and goals they're working on and achievements that we've landed. And then we go into a bit of, uh, let's review the numbers. What are our three key metrics for the day and how are we pulsing forward? Then we go into in the news. Someone in 90 seconds, a different person every day covers what's going on in their business unit to drive our growth forward. Uh, and then we end in uh, missing systems, opportunities, what's wrong, what's broken, what are the opportunities to fix and to learn and grow. And then the, the cheer, it just ends in a one word, you know, you know, it could be that Darius, you did some amazing things for the company and we cheer you. So at the end, one, two, three, Darius. And so it is amazing. And what's changed through COVID and doing it virtually and what made it better in our huddle room, it used to be hundreds of people looking at people's backs, except for the person on stage, which would be a different person every day. Now we're all looking at smiley faces. Right. The introverts who wouldn't say anything at huddle are now lighting up the chat. So it is this engaging sort of seven minute party almost where people are so happy and excited to be there and grateful and sharing whatever they're feeling about the business in seven minutes. And it just keeps us really tight on our goals and our progress towards everything. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So seven minutes. And sorry, there's a YouTube video too. I mean, people often like, well, what does it look like? How do I experience it? If you search O2E brands or 1-800-GOT-JUNK and you, you put the word huddle in, I think there's a whole bunch of stuff on YouTube. Some people have filmed it and it it just helps give a clear picture of what's going on. But the the secret sauce, I think, is making it unique to a company, whatever your values and culture are, and then doing it every single day. Vern always says, if you pulse faster, you grow faster. Yeah, I love that. So just having that. And the one one of the cool things about this, and you know, when I'm I'm working with CEOs and entrepreneurs now, I tell them, I go, look, the huddle's like quick. You get in there, it's a touch point. Totally. You get out, you know, in seven minutes. I mean, I, I, I tell them you can do up to 15, but man, I love this. The seven's even better because how many people do you have on that right now? Roughly 300, 300. I mean, for, for the audience that's hearing this 300 people all together, seven minutes in out. Mm-hmm. So when people say they don't have time for this type of stuff, I don't, I'm like, I just don't buy it. Like it's, it's that like you've made it too hard. Yeah. And there's a rare, time where you know it goes to 11 minutes there was so much good news there was something going on but for the most part i'd say seven to nine minutes we hold ourselves to it it's and it's a formulaic thing but it's different every time and it gives me and everyone a good pulse of how are people feeling what's going on we went through a software implementation over the last bunch of months and showing up for huddle was hard but we were still there together and it brought meaning to the fact that you know what we're in the trenches together we're in the mud together, but that's okay because we are together. Yeah, and you know, it's it's a visual representation of being a part of something greater than yourself, right? Yeah. Like uh, I love, I love, I love that you guys do that, and 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 I highly recommend it. We'll put it on the show notes for you guys to check out the, a YouTube of the OTE brand huddle. It's it's really truly is something cool to see, and I I've actually not seen it in a while. I I haven't seen it since it was just all live and. I think someone was up on there was you'd have people go up on the board and do stuff. And it was, it was like, Oh, that's so cool. Uh, it made me want to do it. <laughs> um, so I know we're running uh, out of time here, but I'd, I'd love to kind of finish on your book and then we'll, we'll get, we'll get, uh, get you out of here. So you wrote the book WTF willing to fail mm-hmm. how to, to, to 
just crushed it with the book, has gotten tons of exposure and tons of tons of, of critical acclaim on the book. Talk us through that. Like when you, you what was that all about? What what, what put, made you want to do the book and, and how's that going? So every year I would go to see our uh, creative uh, ad guy, Roy Williams, the Wizard of Ads in Austin, Texas. He's written more radio than anyone else on the planet, literally, and he's a genius. And every year I'd go visit him in Austin at his, his Wizard's Tower. And he's like, Brian, when are you going to write a book? Brian, you got to write a book. And I'm like, yeah, all the guys in GOT wrote books, but I don't know if I want to write a book or there's any reason to. My, I, my, I'd say my ego doesn't need a book. And one year he goes, Brian, it's not about you. And it's not about your ego to say you're an author. It's about you have stories. Your people have stories that you need to share with the world. And I said, okay, I can buy into that. He said, I'll make it easy. I'll interview you in the Wizard's Tower. We'll have a couple of bottles of wine. We'll spend 10 hours, mic you up, story after story after story after story. And he took that, and that became the starting point of the manuscript for the back and forth between Roy, my co-author, and I. And I just was like, this is awesome. Because when we wrote the book and got it out there, I had emails from people and phone calls from people that said that story that you told about your ADD or about being a kid in grade three or whatever it was, everyone had a different story that would resonate with them. But the fact that something did, that they read the book and got a nugget out of it made me feel good. And so uh, just recently completed our second book, which, really? uh, yeah, I, you know, I never thought I'd write one book, let alone now a second. And uh, so that book will be out in the early early new year the manuscripts done and we're just going through the printing process and so on are you are you allowed to share the title or is that still secret yeah no i, I mean it's the title isn't changing so it, it's okay. called byob build your own business be your own boss nice and what it means is there are two paths i believe uh there's many paths but two really solid ones to business ownership and i take a good look at the differences in a in a neutral way of starting with a blank sheet, building a business from scratch like you and I did, or all the people like Shaquille O'Neal who left basketball, retires, and goes and buys a bunch of franchises because he wants a proven recipe, wants to build a team of leaders and let them loose running these great franchise brands. So the build it from scratch or the build it on upon a proven recipe like our model, two different models, but if we can inspire someone to be their own boss and any one of uh, those two choices, then we've done good work. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, and I love, I love the example. I've read a bunch of, about a bunch of the, the, the different franchises that Shaquille O'Neal's done. And it's, it's amazing when you start, I think magic Johnson does it too. A lot, a lot of these guys now yeah. made money in sports do it. What? Um, well, and, and can I say one point on that? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. So Please. because of COVID we got access to people, I think many of us that we wouldn't have normally had access to. It's like, Hey, Shaq's at home. He'll talk to your, your franchise partners. Let's get on a zoom meeting. And so we, we had Shaq speak to our franchise owners. I got to interview him uh, a year ago. And then afterwards we had a little chat on the phone and got on zoom together, just the two of us and connected. And I was blown away. I said, I had no idea. And, there's your phone ringing. Sorry. No, it's all good. But I, but I'm like, there's a guy who has done something really special. He knows his secret sauce. He knows he builds winning teams and develops leaders. He did it in basketball. Why not do it in business? And he understands. He says, I don't need to create anything. I want to go out and build with a bunch of people on a proven recipe. And so that change fundamentally changed my view of franchising 
Because a lot of people are like, oh, franchising McDonald's, Subway, no freedom. No, this is freedom within a framework. And it's one way and a very valid way of building a great business and building one at times quicker. It took me eight years to get to a million. Many of our franchise partners have gotten there way faster, including my first who got there in one full calendar year. It took me eight wow. years to get his first full year. Wow. Eight times faster. That's crazy. Let let me, let me, I want to, it's, I'm so glad you just said what you said, because the question, my last question I wanted to end on is when you start to think of, you know, the people you want to join you to create the impact that you're creating with O2E right now from 500 to a billion plus, who are the right people that, that if they're listening right now, should say like, man, I should reach out to those guys. That's a good question. So we have our franchise owners are often, not always, but on the younger side, we we call it the four H's that we look for. Happy, hardworking, hungry, and hands-on. We're not looking for people to be hands-on in the business forever, but they've got to start there and know and understand it. They've got to be hungry for the growth. They're not looking to just be an investor. They've got to be happy, smiley, optimistic people. And, um, you know, we're looking for people that just want to be a part of something. That they say, like Shaq, I want to take a proven recipe. I don't want to reinvent. And I want to build something with a lot of amazing people that will help support me. Um, An area that I think we've got opportunity in is people that might not have the money that could be matched up with someone who does have the money and uh, make magic happen in that way by bringing people together and saying, here's a young, hungry someone who really wants to build this. but They're missing the money. Who can help finance them? Who can partner with them and mentor them to help them grow with Shack Shine, which is windows, uh, window washing, gutter cleaning, power washing, and Christmas lights, or with the Wow One Day painting brand. So lots of opportunity, and we're super excited about all of it. Oh my gosh, man. Well, this has been such a joy to hang out with you, my friend, and to learn more about all the great things that you guys are doing and continue to do. So uh, anyone that's listening that wants to learn more about whether from the consumer side or from the business opportunity side, what's the best way for them to connect with with your team? I always say find us in the place where you go the most. If it's Facebook, if it's Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Google, just put in Brian Scudamore, Put in any of our companies, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, Shack Shine, Wow One Day Painting. Read about us, look at us a little bit and see if there might be a fit. And then, uh, yeah, social media, get in touch. We'd love to connect and chat. Brian, so much gratitude, my friend, for having you on the show today. I really appreciate you coming here. Thanks, Darius. Uh, It's nice to see you again. And I can't wait, as I said earlier, to see you in person. So I know you said it's in 2022. It better not be 2023 or 2024. We're at the end of this thing. Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) Guys, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We got some great shows coming up, but man, what a treat to have Brian Scudamore here. Talk to you guys soon. Peace out. We love you. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. We have tons of great people coming on and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. Leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. 
And in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.